You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center, Dan Copen. Pastor Prime, episode 29. I'm back in the office now. Mm-hmm. Time to get back to work. Enough with the vacation. We're back. Time to get back to work for about 10 more days, and that's 4th of July. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, which is a great holiday. It's and my favorite. It is a good it's holiday. It's from our first episode. I know. Did that air even? I don't even know if that aired. I think it aired. I just don't I, know I, if anybody saw it or listened to it. I don't it, know. But it was which a great one, practice. I don't know which one aired or not. We did talk about it. I think it's my second favorite or third. Yeah. I don't even remember. Um, I, did, I did clip, like though, it. Not you were like, like uh, for the <laughs> <laughs> uh, We have a surprising team of the week coming up today. You'll be you'll you <laughs> you all y'all will yeah. be shocked to hear uh, who the team is. And Edwin Thompson, the Georgetown Hoyas head baseball coach, yeah. uh, will be joining us uh, today. Tip has Spider Tech. We ordered that. Last week, wow! Look at this, and it is—it is in the office. And Max and I tried to play a stupid little joke. It was stupid. It did uh, not work. It, it, ruined, kind of, well, it ruined my chair. For it the ruined the chair. We put it on the arm, and we couldn't even get it out of it is, the camera. Cameras on, Max. Camera. It we is. Need, we need notifications on the camera. Uh, camera one, please. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they're all the on, camera right? one. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Pick yeah, one. He can pull it. This is the spider tag canister and i would assume how long does this last oh does this last uh, you know a couple starts i think this would last for 47 years you need <laughs> you ready so i'm touching this thing for the listeners you're not gonna see it but i'm just barely tapping the top of this it is stuck it is so sticky to even get your hand out of here like it is tough I right i kind of want you to use that for nose wax next oh, time this would work well actually this would never never come out of my nose it would never like yeah, grab I don't think it, come it would. I couldn't so, get it off of my hand. That that so that actually, is absolutely ridiculous. It's actually not even on my. I didn't even take any off, and my finger right now is like. I mean, just stuck. That's the so old, I'm going to actually uh, get a little that's bit That's the right old, now. what, stick them? I'm I, gonna, I, I, that's worse I than stick. That is just absurd. I got a tiny bit on my finger right now. Oh, yeah. For the you can hold listening. the ball. I'm just going to go ahead and put my finger on the ball. You can pick it right up. <laughs> it's not even, the ball is stuck to my finger, and it's not even, not even close. Like, this is, uh, this is really, really So you're saying you can get a higher spin rate with that? I, I don't know because I feel like the ball is going to stick almost too much it's coming, to your hand. It's literally it's, like coming off it's like, like a spider. Uh, Christmas, uh, Clark uh, Griswold in Christmas Vacation with the sap just trying yes. to get – or no, uh, no, no. Is it that? Yes, it is. When he's reading the newspaper or the magazine. Yeah, stick. Later it on is really, really sticky for sure. So what I don't understand though is I'm not sure how this – they have they're to mix starting, this. What, they're they have starting, to mix this with something. This week? There's a – or in July, they're actually going to check, right? They can check yeah. for stuff. Yep. They're giving them ample notice yep. on when they're going to start checking. And there's people, Just there's so a lot of guys know. like Glasgow, Glas- Glasgow came out and was like, yeah, I mean, I'm using it. I'm throwing hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's definitely ramping up spin, spin rates, but it's I'm just, just throwing it's, it hard. Yeah, I mean, guys are throwing gas, but this to me feels like I get the stickiness and, uh, but it's almost too sticky. I need a little less. Maybe we got. Well, there are a few versions. This is. Let me read. Let me read the back because this is great. Spider Tech is a super sticky paste for improving grip on Atlas stones. 
clean up with baby oil or degreaser. That's all it says is Atlas, on here. Like Atlas, like the world's strongest man. Yeah, I type. think those big rocks, yeah. they like move and put it on a block. I feel or like, like that's throw well, over I a feel wall. like that's cheating too. Whew. I mean, that is sticky stuff for oh, sure. That's so, fantastic. So we learned about the spider attack, the U.S. Open, uh, Father's Day weekend. So happy Father's Day, Dan. Oh, by the way. thank you. Yeah. And you. Same. That was very nice. That was the nicest thing um, you've ever said to me. Yeah. Right? The, so we had Father's Day weekend. By the way, my four-ball match, we qualified, obviously. Knew that would happen. Big weekend next weekend now. That's for the 50. That's for the 50. Next weekend's for the 50. Yep. We got to win because you said, I'll take the field. Oh, I got the field. Yeah. So big match for O'Malley and I coming up. Uh Playing a couple of big guys. Uh, a lot of athletes in this foursome. My, well, myself. <laughs> Sorry. So, Michael Malley played I, I would have one. included you in there. He played baseball at URI and then played a couple years independent baseball. So, he's a heck of an athlete. Great golfer. Evan Shaw, who's a state trooper, but also played pro hockey. And then Bobby and Deglia, who played baseball at Holy Cross. All all good athletes out there. It's going to be a be an athlete. It's going to be a grind. Yeah. So and and O'Malley and Adeg, they both hit the ball about five hundred and fifty-five yards. They just bomb. I wish. So I, it's I wish scary to watch. But uh, that that's going. So then, but U.S. Open, uh, there was some carnage. It wasn't crazy I carnage. I think you won the bet, though. I did win the bet because my guy had sand in his eye. You did. Victor Hovland had a withdrawal after the second round. I hope he he's his, okay. Yeah, he had a dot of sand that hit him in the eye. I hope, and he's, I hope out. he's okay. Injury report, so upper, th- upper body th- injury. I think that's how I lost. Because mm-hmm. okay. he withdrew in the second round, and then I had to take an 80. Yes, and that then, is how you lost. And then another guy got cut, which we both had we one both guy We both had a cut. guy out. Yep. And then, no, it was Hovland. I only had one. Yeah, Hovland's yeah. the only one. Both the other guys, Shoffley. Yep. And Johnson made the cut. And then yep. Hovland, it was the 80 that he had to take in the second round. Second the round that killed you. That yep. sort of killed me. So there's, um, you know, that was there. Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks, they really actually had the tournament, I think. Both of them were in great shape. And great then they shape. both, I think, made dumb decisions on the back nine. It was crazy. Like, Brooks, just, just make the birdie there on, on 18 or just make a par even. He was already three or four under, right? And it's like, just post that score and get in the barn. Mm-hmm. And then Rom has a little more pressure on him. Yeah. But it was Ron played amazing on seventeen and eighteen. It's one of those. I mean, it's one of those turn. I mean, you've got to make putts, right? It, it's, yeah. it's that game where you have he made to make two putts. Monsters, and he finished up with seventeen and eighteen. Birdied the last two holes, which has only been done a few times, um, from what the commentator said. But those last two putts, yeah, huge. What left or right? He was fired up. Left it or right, like the same putt, kind of right. It, it did was, look yeah. like the same putt, but still, yeah. I mean, those fifteen twenty footers, mm-hmm. even more. I think at the yeah. U.S. Open. On the 71st and, and the you, 72nd hole. And you hole. know, actually, too, you got to do it. Like, that's the thing. He was like, yeah, I, I have to make birdie on 17, and then if I make birdie on 18, i probably maybe win this thing. Yeah. So it was I don't serious. get, one, you talk about, well, DeChambeau, we've all, we all, we, yeah, we've talked about it. I was actually, I, you know what the fuck, I actually thought how he handled himself with the Brooksy coming. He gave an interview yeah. after the second round or first round, um, and he actually said, I take all that stuff as a compliment. Yeah. You know, I'm doing my job. I'm going out there. There's a rivalry. I'm playing well. People don't like me. That's a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody's going to like me. I actually liked that comment. I got a little bit. I was like, okay, maybe yeah. maybe we can change this around for this guy. Or, you know, I, I, I like him better. Then he comes out after his 
eight over in the last round when he was two two down. He was he minus was a two. Leader at nine he was under. minus two I after mean, he was the a leader after nine. Yes, he was a leader. He was minus two on his round on the front yeah. nine. Yep. He comes out on the second round after doing some bonehead stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, golf is all about like yeah. What he said. What he said. He said I got some bad breaks on lies where the ball like we're, we're on my yeah. lie in the rough. Did you wow. see the rough? Oh, the rough was tough. If guys were hitting it in the sand trap just to get a better lie, right? And then they were blowing it into that, areas where people were standing previously. Yeah. yeah. So it would be trampled down. They were like literally taking paths to be like, all right, there has been a lot of people over there. I'm going to hit it there. Yeah. So it's at least trampled. It is hard as shit to hit a fairway yeah. at a U.S. Open, regardless of what course you're playing. If you go into mm-hmm. the rough, it's not a bad break that if you get a bad lie, you are going to get a bad lie. Yeah. I hated that excuse. Yeah, it was a bad excuse. I didn't like it. So, all right. And then you just go and blow up on yeah. the back nine. And we're going to go on far from par at probably 1130 at night one of these nights because <laughs> these guys are West Coast guys. But we're going to do an episode that's going to be all U.S. Uh, open. And I'm sure you're going to let it loose. No, I'm not. Uh, that's it. That's all. Because okay, I, right. I actually started to like the guy a little bit more from what he said. But it's, it's kind of like what um, Bill preached to us when we were playing. You know, good teams, and this can be like as an individual or whatever, in those critical mm-hmm. moments, the good teams or the great players play their best. Yep. Right? And Rom did that. Rom no made question. the putts when he needed to, and he played smart. He hit it in the fairway. He didn't go after things when he couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ahead from like, was it Ustaven was behind him. So he had to put some pressure on. How Ustaven. Pulled it on 17 to the left. Tough. And he has, like, such a smooth swing. He's he doesn't got, get in trouble. See, that yeah. is not. That was a mistake. Like that, Obviously, I th- it cost me I, Actually, I think that was, like, yes, it was a mistake, but I think he just mishit it. That yeah. happens, right? Absolutely. It you wasn't like he tried to pull it left. Probably five out of ten times. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe yeah. more. No doubt about it. But, I mean, I bet you he was trying to go right. He yeah. just mishit the ball. And, yeah, that will, that will go with him. But absolutely. as an athlete, hopefully, you know. Overcome it. Yeah, well, speaking about teams, like you said, um, squad locker, we outfit teams. Direct to player uniforms for those travel teams. We do bulk uniforms for high schools. You know, we do the direct to player pair, direct to player player packs, go straight to the house. We make it really easy. We get some killer brands, the CCM things going, hockey's going, soccer's ramping up big right now. We carry coming. Adidas. Fall, fall's coming. Adidas, Under Armour. Like, we've got the right brands for that. Sublimated with Augusta. We, we do, you know, sublimated with Champra. We've got, we've got the brands out there for it. So, all, WWW. All, all online. All online. No more putting in sizes, coaches. No more giving a... Let's uh, let the parents do it. No they more writing, care, writing it down on a piece of, the, of paper. Hey, it's right? not going to come to you. It's going to go right to the home. No more spreadsheets. Oh. Imagine that. Yeah. Just do spreadsheets. I don't even know work. how to upload a spreadsheet into that. So I just worked with you on your email for forty five minutes. He can't figure out how to set no, his that calendar. No, that, that was a calendar. Sid. Do you know how to do that, Max? For him, he's struggling. Figure no, I out. got it now. We got it. We're good. Oh yeah, he he called me on it too. Oh wow. No, well the, that was that one. Day. By the way, it didn't work the first I time. I did the yeah. same thing and it didn't work. He saw it. Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, we're, we're still d- working on calendars with Dan. We're in uh, <laughs> January, February, March, <laughs> April. Southern or, Maine, yeah, BC. BC. Yeah, yeah right, I know. Right. Well, I went to a big business school. You went, you know, I went to a... <laughs> no, BC is not a big business school. Either. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Liberal arts school or something, isn't uh, it? Yeah. We're just... So, uh, <laughs> www.squadlocker.com forward slash 
Yes. Suit up. Very good. Is the ad. That's the ad read. Was there anything else that happened that we need to discuss? Oh, huh. I know. I know one thing before we jump to the interview. And then team of the week in which we brought in somebody from that team, my alma mater. There you go. Team of the Mammoth. Week. So we um, – uh, what was the other thing I was going to say, Dan? I forgot now because you just threw me off kilter. It was hockey. So one of the engineers who consistently is hitting our Miller High Life thing online that we were doing. Uh, Miller High Life so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a Miller High Life for you now. So he said, hey, can you guys talk about hockey, please, for me? So I'm throwing this on you, Dan. Who's playing in hockey right now? Who's playing in hockey? Who are the hockey matchups right now? Right now, it's Montreal versus Vegas, yep. and it is Islanders versus the Lightning. Yeah. Okay, good. We got the teams, so that's the first part. I've been watching the Tampa Bay Lightning series. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning and Islanders series. Sorry. Yes. I ha- I couldn't tell you the colors of the uniforms for, for, I drinking, for you, Vegas. Were, yeah, were you no, drinking? No, were no, you drinking for, too many, no, too many no, highlights. No, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I haven't seen the puck. Yeah, I haven't seen the the Vegas Knights play one time this year. Ever seen one uh, possession of the puck right. yet? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, do we have anything to, to include on hockey for the engineering folk that are in the other room? No, we don't have anything to include. I mean, no, I, 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 have one I thing. did, I did not play hockey. That's right. Growing up, I like to watch hockey. I'm yeah. not a hockey commentator or analyst. <laughs> I, if, I've been working. If on, they do something stupid off the field, we could probably talk about it. I've been or off, off the off the ice. Exactly. You can say off the field. There you go. There you go. You're off the field. Yeah. yeah. So what I, I'm still trying to figure out offsides a little bit once in a while. I just don't know how they hang cl- so close to that line. They're so good at it. And then I'm still trying to figure out icing once I'm in a while. T- I'm like, okay. <laughs> Over oh, the arm went lines? up. I, we, got I know we still haven't figured out. They the have lines. to get across mid ice, and then they can right. Dump I it get, in. I get that. But if you looked at lines, so it has to go across the red line, blue line. It's got to go. And the other, then the it can't go. It can't go. Like I mean, there's can't in the go middle. It's red. Three lines, right? In the middle, it's red. Middle is red, and then they got two blues. Yep. Right, and I think the I think it's probably red by the goalies or whatever. Who knows? Can't go from red, 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 blue, mm-hmm. or obviously blue, red, blue. Okay, that right. makes I. I Kind of get it. Right. I get it when I'm watching it. I don't know how to. There was they, the uh, Islanders and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Islanders were up three nothing going into the third. Um, Tampa Bay came back yep. three to two. Five seconds left. Max, you'll love this. Max doesn't care. <laughs> Five seconds left. Uh, Tampa Bay gets basically like an open net shot. Oh, missed it. One, no, one of the guys came. One of the defensemen or forwards, I don't know which one it was, no. came by, came back to the line and put his glove out and stopped it. It would have went to overtime. Penalty shot? No, he no. It's a legitimate play. That? Yeah, he got in front. He blocked it. Wow, it was a great I play. That was a penalty shot. There we go. We talked about hockey. Yeah, the guy, so we, uh, so, guy, uh, guy yeah. sacrificed his body to help a team win. Hey, big thing, big thing in hockey. They do they that play, a lot. They play lower body they injury. Play they Low, play, I love it. it it's we should fun, do an injury report sport to watch on lower on hockey because all it says is either upper body injury or lower body injury. That's I it. Like, yeah, I like a it. guy could have a broken leg. Yeah, lower I, body injury. I think I you think, guys need to sign off with your uh, your uh, umpire calls. Yes. All right. So we wanted to do the umpire call. Dan, strike three. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. 
So so strike three, umpire call. Do it standing up just so we get it. Oh, jeez. Okay, so you got to get down on the crouch a little bit. Do you want Max, to, do you want Max to get Max, in front of you? Max, you have the camera? You're holding the camera? All right. So I got to take off my headphones for this. All right, here we go. So I, I take the call right here. I got to think about it. <laughs> so my regular strike call would be, ha! That's a strike call. Why, do you, why does that ha? Are you, I don't are you playing karate? Yeah, and then my strike three call would be, like that. <laughs> so it's the uh, right uh, left. Do I, uh, what would you yeah. do? <laughs> oh, now I got to think about it too. Um, I like. I think. Do I have to? Well, I mean, yeah, you got to get down. Say, the you're down. Not, you're down. You're looking. What's your strike call? Hey. Oh, that's nice. Like that one. <laughs> Man. Get down and get Oh, okay. okay. I got, I, you look like you're going to go dancing or something with that I one. I want to pull the. I, I honestly, and we'll talk to the coach, but I want to pull the naked gun. Les, Leslie Nielsen. All right, Nielsen, we'll have Nielsen? to pull that. Well, by That's the way, what it's I hot in here. I'm getting a good sweat going. Yes. So, all right, to the interview. Edwin Thompson, you Team of the Week. Don't say right goodbye. Don't that. say goodbye. So, today's guest, we've been, you know, we're always talking past our prime and. People who have have played, you know, and now are doing other things, and then we've wanted to get some coaches on too. Yep. So we've got Edwin Thompson, head coach now, big school too, Georgetown, you know, and you have yeah. been through the ranks, man. You've coached a lot of spots, and I think that you're in your car right now, you're headed to the airport, right, which is yeah. the life yeah. of recruiting, you know, and the life of I guess a head coach too. You don't have the staff that you can just send out, and you you take the private plane somewhere. Edwin, is that is that ready yet? <laughs> yeah. No, no private plane. We just do it all uh, all together, work together. But yeah, there's yep. no private plane, unfortunately. So, gotcha, gotcha. So, w- first part of this, because we're going to hit some funny things about college baseball that hopefully you can answer some things for us. You've with. got questions. I've got some what's questions. What's going on? Today. Yeah, I've got some questions of like what's going on in college baseball today. But um, another Mainer. We're just loading. Of course, <laughs> we're loading up the Mainers, Edwin. Right now, we're loading us up, right. right? And I just came from, and the team of the week this week is Monmouth Academy because they just they just okay. lost in the in the state championship to Orono. But I went to the okay. regional game, which was an amazing game. They won. Uh, their team of the week, so they'll be after the uh, episode here. But um, you're a Central Maine guy, right? Good mm-hmm. baseball player. Yes. Um, how did you go? From a Central Maine baseball player to now, uh, you have coached at at some serious schools, you know, and, like, you're starting down this journey of a head coach at a big program, too. Like, did you just stay in baseball the whole time, or did you ever pull out of baseball at all and be like, hey, I'm going to sell insurance, right? Or I'm going to I'm gonna be the director of sales at Squad Locker, or I'm going to go be whatever, right? Does, was there any other uh, – was there another gap in there or another passion at all? Well, I couldn't hit a slider. So I had to make a choice when I was playing independent ball. So I, mm-hmm. my career ended was very quickly. I played independent ball, the Bangor Lumberjacks, mm-hmm. and couldn't hit the slider. So I kind of had to figure out. So I jumped kind of right into coaching. Not necessarily all. Uh, my first job was JV middle school basketball coach um, in the off season to, to make some money. And I was substitute yep. teaching. So that's kind of how it started. But there was a gap. I did four years at the University of Maine at Farmington. And I was uh, ed tech, special education, you know, advisor. Um, I coached middle school track. Uh, basketball, football, high school, every level you can imagine. And then there was about a three-month gap where I, I got a job at Bates College as the football running backs coach. 
Mm-hmm. And about three months into the job, so I, I was just 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 based just football. No, mm-hmm. no, no, nothing else. I kind of got to a point. So I guess that was the only gap that I had uh, away from baseball. But then three months into the job, the head baseball coach at Bates left uh, college, which is in Lewiston and uh, Maine. And and um, you know, I was there. I was kind of convenient, and um, I got the job. So mm-hmm. from there, I, I was kind of my only gap. But I still coach football at Bates as well as the head baseball coach. So that was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't selling insurance, but it was still a lot of hours something different, uh, in a yeah. sport that, yeah, something totally different. So, so it's always been coaching. Is it, is the passion working with the kids, whatever, whatever age they are, age they are, whatever uh, stage they are in development, or is it, you know, um, the passion for the game or, you know, the, the communication level, the teaching about it? Yeah, just to impact young people. You know, I was very fortunate to have great coaches, like I'm sure like both you guys did, and uh, they made an impact in my life, and I was just able, you know, wanted to kind of, when I got done playing, I, I really didn't want to, I had a business degree and didn't want to do anything else, so I, I just felt, I kind of just got started into it, and then it led to something more and more, and then now, obviously, it's my livelihood, so it's progressed, but my passion hasn't changed to impact kids and help them out um, that, along the way to, to reach their goals, and, you know, whether it be a to get for our guys to get to the big leagues or to, you know, to be a CEO and now at Georgetown. So um, that part of it's always been kind of in my, in my, I guess, DNA. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't the, I was an okay player. I played, you know, like I said, a little, you know, minor league independent baseball, but I wasn't anything, you know, to call home about. I just kind of worked hard and did my dog, did my job, but coaching has kind of been my passion um, for the last 18 years. Yeah. Cause one thing that, you know, I, I experienced this with baseball some, and if you talk to our CEO, he says the same type of analogy where sometimes your best, we'll put it in a pitcher's analogy, so sometimes your best pitcher actually is a pretty terrible pitching coach. And they're like a great player doesn't mean they can go coach and mm-hmm. teach how to do it. I experienced yeah. that with this. Like, I can pick up mechanics and everything, but for me to be like a great baseball coach, I don't. I don't quite have that. You know, you know that like what right. it takes. So like, I could probably train a kid and like help them and like understand it, but it's a different. It's a different skill set for sure, and that's where sometimes I, you know, I look at coaches and I'm like, oh, well, their their background wasn't playing ten years in the majors and this and that, and you're like, that doesn't mean anything, right? Right, like that doesn't mean to me. That yeah. means nothing. And some people are like, "Wow, they're why are they co- why are they coaching like this level of kid?" It's like because they know how to coach. It's not like they they because I wouldn't want to. I'm not a good coach for your kid, but that guy's better. Right, he cares about it more <laughs> right. or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? You I know? Think it is, yeah, you have to just relate to the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know one. That's that's it's a skill. I mean, I think uh, honestly, being a special education teacher prepared me to be a coach because every day I went to that classroom at middle school level, it was something different. There was something that had to be done with every kid was totally different. And again, it kind of started my foundation of who I am as a coach. Just allow me to, to really know that every kid's going to be different. You can't coach, teach him or coach him the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I learned that kind of, and I, and also too, I, I have a background. I, like I said, I coach high school football, college football, middle school track, high school basketball, girls basketball. So I have a yeah. wide range of how to adapt to a, a wide range of people. Um, and I think that's helped me. So, yeah, I think, you know, but I, I got better as a player early on. Now, I haven't done a lot like I used to. Like when I was just finished playing, I was teaching certain things. And then my skill set got better. But I, at that point, I was past my prime, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was just kind of one of those deals where I just really fell into the love of teaching others, kind of, you know, learning um, of things. And then I think a lot of time now, it's just a lot about life lessons, too, which has been great um, at, at the college level. So, right. 
How, right. cha- how challenging was this year for you as a coach? I know it's challenging for the players. I mean, you mm-hmm. just took you, you were at Eastern Kentucky last year when the season got canceled, correct? Yeah, we were twelve and two. Right. We just beat LSU. We were like we were rolling. Like we were top twenty five getting votes. Like it was it was a good good situation. All of a sudden it got cut short March eleventh or whatever it was. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so I went through the summertime, just kind of Zoom calls with our players, keeping engaged with them, different things going on. And then uh, in August, Georgetown called me about this position. Okay. Yep. And and so that's kind of how that happened. So I get hired to September first. Um and then I don't meet my team until March 27th. Wow. Um, yeah. Because, because yes, because of COVID. So Georgetown, um, you know, in DC. So, you know, dealing with the, just mm-hmm. the, the local government stuff or whatever. Uh, we didn't get a chance to be on, be on campus. No, no fall practice, no preseason practice. Typically you start in January, start in practice game, start in February, March 27th. I meet my team. We had eight days to prepare to go play, um, Virginia Commonwealth and we played UConn right back to back. And so it was like, we were together 56 days total with the team and 30 something games. So that part of it was just, you're just managing a lot and you're trying to keep the kids going in the right direction because there's for the first two weeks, we're trying to learn everyone's names. I mean, to be honest, (laughs) it was just a wild, uh, wild run, but yeah, it was definitely a different year for sure than anybody could ever imagine. How'd the kids handle it? You know, they showed up every day. You know, I, I think at, at times because you're dealing with, uh, you know, Georgetown's a great school academically. So their their normal schedule, like when there's finals, we normally have off because of the schedule. We have that built in. But like this year, we had to condense everything down. So like they were doing like study sessions late and everything like that. But I thought for the most part, the kids were prepared as best they could. They did everything they could to get us, ourselves in a situation to compete. And, um, you know, we just were behind everybody from a skill stamp. You know, baseball is one of those sports. It's a rhythm game. And, and, and we just – they hadn't gone since March. They hadn't played because most summer leagues were canceled last year, right? And so, like, they had no instruction for basically a year. And then all of a sudden we jump jump in and start playing. But they, they did a – our kids did a great job. You know, we had no guys tested during the year positive uh, for COVID which that's a tribute to them. They really made a commitment. We had a very strict kind of guidelines. We, had kind of, we weren't in a bubble, but we stayed in the bubble best we can, if that made sense. And they did a great job. So tr- contribute to them to show up every day and that, that'll help them out down the road in life. Yeah. Cause we had Nate Lehman on, who's the head coach of Providence college hockey. And then also the, the U S national team and they just won the gold wow. medal and they were, they were in, um, and you know, they were in a bubble, but yeah. they were in a bubble, yeah. a legit bubble right and he said it was tough with they were even in a hotel doing zooms room to room at times yeah but that was also like in february december february was a little bit earlier on and you know covid's loosening up a little bit but i can't imagine not going you get the job and not seeing your kids for nine months or (laughs) whatever it was and let alone that recruiting right i mean do you did, (laughs) did you have a chance to bring anybody in this year well you know that's another thing so we weren't allowed to recruit starting back in March, um, right. whatever, whenever they said, whenever things happened, the shutdown happened. So the NCAA said no recruiting from March and it just lifted up June 8th. So for the entire, from March 10th, let's just say till June 8th, March, you know, a whole year and some, we weren't allowed to go off campus to recruit. So I get hired. I don't mean see my team. And now I got to fill a class of 10 kids in a three month span, all virtually. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the amount of hours that I spent on Zoom, I can't even ima- I can't even count um, between my team every day, 
because you're still trying to, you know, build our team culture, right? Build our team chemistry and then right. try to do like our button defenses. And I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like we literally had to do everything all over Zooms because we had nine days before we started the season. It was just, you know, so by recruiting, you know, we had to communicate more, which I thought was you know, actually a benefit growing. Um, I was able to, I didn't have a staff, full-time staff until, you know, we got started our season as well because of the COVID mm-hmm. budget situation. So I was kind of by myself. And so we were able to put together a class and, um, you know, all virtually. And then in the, in the springtime, we started putting together some graduate transfers, some guys that, um, are looking to come to, to grad school at Georgetown. So we were able to see them on video. Um, so that, that's been good, but just, you know, that first class, not seeing my team and not knowing who I'm really recruiting other than just the people. So mm-hmm. I haven't met the, the kids recruits yet. So it's just been kind of, I'll meet them when they drop, when they're kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's drop crazy. Who on does, campus, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm your coach. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Who does that hurt worse? Do you think I want right now? Like the coaching staffs, not being able to bring in, necessarily who they want in the normal process right which is going to games going to events going to showcases like that's how you're seeing a lot of your your talent i'm sure and you want to see it with your eyeballs or does it hurt these kids like i mean we just we just talked to a kid who was you know won the western or southern main regional that he might he didn't have a junior season so can you imagine like not having your junior season that's the year that you're really getting looked at a lot like you know it's like that level that okay you're you're growing, you're maturing. That summer's a big summer, obviously, for baseball. So I'm assuming it hurts both, but I got to assume coaches weren't able to put their teams together, but kids didn't even get seen. So is there going to be like a miss yeah. in athletes here in the next year or two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What what happened? The kids that are that are kind of be that, um, what I call them, COVID freshmen next fall. So think about this. They lost their junior year mm-hmm. from recruiting. They are, they missed their, they missed their season from not playing mm-hmm. and then they go to senior year all fall no no summer no nobody can get out and see them play yep and then in the in the springtime we still can't go out and see them play right yep and so decisions we had to be made based off a lot of lot there was a lot of trust through coaches if you knew them scouts um who could watch them play you know the weird part is the ncaa allowed division two and division three coaches to go out um, but not division one coaches. So yeah. you figure that out. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just, <laughs> the, it's just kind of, so it was a wild time. So it, it yeah. hurt those kids. I felt so bad for because they, they had no chance to be, unless they were like an elite softball sophomore who had already had attention or committed. These yep. kids were scrambling and there was a lot of reclassifications uh, more than you probably ever saw kids going post-grad. Uh, there's a, there's going to be a backlog in college baseball for the next year, two years. Um, this year we had unlimited roster. Next year we can have a 40 man roster. Normally we only can have 35 guys on our roster, but next year yeah. or this fall we're gonna have 40, and then the, then the 38, and then by 2024, it's gonna kind of be the COVID freshmen, like the kids that came in last year, you know, or, or they were freshmen in college, all yep. got a year of extra eligibility. That will kind of you know phase, fizzle itself okay. out. So. It's like a three-year backlog because there's just there's not enough spots. For yeah, kids. and I have to assume so. too that the transfers are going to be wild for the next few years, right? Because you had kids that, like you said, they might have gone Division Two or Division Three just because they were seen, right? That yeah, they're going to have a year there, and somebody like you is going to go, "Whoa, wait a minute here, this guy is number two starter on my team. If I go grab him here, you know, here's yeah. here's a scholarship. Let's go, right? I'm assuming that's going to be massive in the next couple of years. Well. In Division One right now, there's 1,800 kids in the transfer portal. So yep. put that in perspective. Right, like that's just the Division One, and then you have kids like you said that were 
uh, and the NCAA passed a one-time transfer. So now if I transferred from Rhode Island to Boston College mm -hmm. or whatever, I don't have to sit out a year. I can go yeah. right away and play. So you get a one-time transfer. So now these kids that were at the Power Fives or in the mid-majors, however way you look at it, people are going up and down left and right. Yeah. You know, um, and so it, it, it is definitely a challenge to manage rosters at this point, you know, and then you have, like for us, we have graduate transfers. We kind of have, it's another whole space that we kind of work through. So mm -hmm. it's definitely wild. Um, there's definitely um, a challenge that we all as coaches have to deal with, but, you know, I feel bad for some of the kids are going to be, you know, have to transfer because that's, it makes, because they're just, there's no room, there's no chance for them to play because, kids get extra year of eligibility. And as a coach, if I have a, a fifth year senior versus a freshman, I'm going with a fifth year senior. Most nine times mm -hmm. out of 10, that, that freshman is just elite. Mm -hmm. And so you, what happens, those kids that normally get those innings or those at bats as, as freshmen, like in the middle of the week games, they're not getting those at bats because they have so many guys that are red shirts, you know, older. So that, that making a challenge, but you know, long as you're honest and open with the kids, you know, there's no like surprises. So like, yep. hey, this is what it is. You know, no different than going to get a job. There's gonna be a lot of competition, but or getting a pro ball. It's gonna be a lot of competition to get to the big league. So it's unfortunate that these kids are dealt with that, but you know, they're they're doing the best they can to manage through it. Yeah, and then there's a huge thing with even even disregard COVID, like with the minor leagues, with the big consolidation that they had. You know, eliminating levels and different uh, different you know teams and programs that were out there. There's this. There's gonna be this huge like condensing. Of the of the baseball athlete, from what I from what I can see so far, now independent baseball though, which you played, you, you know, you played for an independent baseball team. Some of these teams are going to be loaded, like because mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of people that didn't go play yep. a, a ball, didn't like the, the major league baseball dance. So you so you know, thank you. you know. They eliminated what <laughs> forty? I think forty teams in the minor league baseball. Uh, One hundred twenty. Was it one hundred twenty? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought it was 40. You I were was way off. I was way off. <laughs> way off. 120 <laughs> teams. So you're, you're thinking of the draft went from 40 to 20 rounds. That so could have been those too. two factors. Those yeah. two factors, it, it, the, the backlog again at professional baseball. Like if, if you're not playing well, you're going to get released and they can sign somebody else tomorrow. It's just, it's going to be that, even that's, more. Where are those guys playing? Is. Where are all those guys going to be playing though, to be like, Hey, I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. You know, like yeah, that's well, think about, think about a kid that got drafted last year. Yep. There's no season for these kids, right? Think I don't understand like, it. I don't. I, yeah, I don't get what's like. I was watching um just uh, one of Clemens' sons. You know, one of Roger Clemens' sons. They, those guys, they're doing a fishing show right now, like Clemens outdoors, and it's like just because they're still elite, great baseball players, and I'm sure they're training, but they don't have a place to play, <laughs> so they're out there like uh, on, doing a fishing show on yeah. Instagram. It's right. like crazy. He should be in AAA, you know, or he should be probably yeah. like in the big leagues eventually here. So it's nuts. Yeah, it, it definitely been a it's it's just it's just makes it makes it challenging. So those, you know, what the minor league's done, it's condensed it down. So you don't have those senior signed guys, those guys in the thirty fifth, fortieth round. Um, so those guys either not going to play after you know have a chance to play that one year or two years um, as an organizational player. Now they're going to go independent ball, and there's more independent teams now popping up. They're trying to do some things to replace some of those things, but they also major league baseball now has two college summer leagues to replace uh, the Appalachian League and then basically the New York Penn League, um, which both got... Mm -hmm. Oh. Frozen? Frozen face. You know, there we go. Yeah, yeah, frozen face. Senior, You're back. Junior college draft league. Those towns and those cities. Yeah. What about... So, so I mean, I mean... 
basketball, college basketball has a huge problem with, I guess, guys staying one and done, right? I don't know if they eliminated yeah. that yet. So baseball not. is a and great rule. Football. So, yeah, what happens in baseball? Can those kids, when they come into college, do you have them for an extended period of time? Or can they, I mean, obviously, if they're elite, they could probably leave at any point and sign with the team. But for the majority, do you have those kids to develop them? Yeah, so the way it works at the Division One level, um, at all division, Division One, two or three. Once you enter that, you have three years to play. So you're typically your junior year. Okay. Then you yeah, can get drafted. In. It's unless, a lot different unless than... you're twenty. Unless you're twenty-one. Okay. So right. there are like all all the kids like say a class goes to post grad. Typically, sophomores are draft eligible at twenty-one. Um, but yeah, so we have those kids now. If you go to junior college, community college, you can dra- get drafted after one year. Okay. Yep. This is why. So this is why people go to JUCOs and junior colleges or NIA for mm-hmm. a year because they can come out after one year. Yeah. Where as opposed to if you go to a four-year school, you have to be there for three. That's the loophole. That's the game. But it's like you know Bryce Harper goes to a one-year junior college because he knows he's going to be a superstar, yeah, yeah. but needs one more year. Yeah. You know, it's no, I get it's it. where you're going to fall it in makes the draft sense for some it's, people. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. Yep. But the, the bargaining power, though, for full four-year baseball players that play NCAA is your junior year because you still technically could, could go back, year. right? Well, if you stay another year, Coach, do you get go back into the draft then? You know, it's kind yeah. of like weird. So you get, when you get drafted, yeah, like it, before you get drafted in high school, don't you? You get drafted in high school, but then you well, ch- if you choose not to go. Well, let's, oh, okay. let's let him explain yeah. it. You can explain it, Edwin. You right. know better than I do. Well, no, like you can get drafted in high school and (laughs) right. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it, you know, but yeah, like if you get drafted at a high school, you have the option to go to school Mm -hmm. or, or sign you have now the drafts got moved until July, middle of July. Um, So you have until like, I think it's like August 1st to make a decision if you're going to go to college or not as a junior um, you have that opportunity to go back to school, but you have, no leverage, right? You had no bargaining no power. Like, so you let's just it. say you get drafted in the 18th round as a junior and you get, you get offered $75,000 um, to go back to, to, you know, to sign. But, you know, let's just say you want to get your degree because mm-hmm. you can make $75,000, you know, on, on some jobs, depend on, you know, in a couple of years. Especially coming from Georgetown, so, you can. Yeah. Well, yeah, Georgetown, <laughs> you can, you know, so like the kids will be like, well, are you going to pay for my school? So they typically, you get like packaged up, you get school and you may get some money, but mm-hmm. the, the benefit of signing as a junior is you just start playing your, your clock is, you know, you, the younger you are, the, the, the more time you have in theory to get to the big leagues. So that extra year, it, let's just say, like I had a kid happen a couple of years ago. He got offered a sign as a free agent as a junior and he went up he was in the Cape, did great. And he pitched uh, and he was one of the, he was an all American and he ended up in the sixth round. And he actually got um, close to $100,000 as a senior because it's all slotted money in the first 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. So what happens a lot of times in like rounds like 6 to 10, organizations will have – they got five really, really good picks, and they're going to take a lot to cost to sign them. So they, the Major League Baseball kind of controlled it. Mm-hmm. So now kids, seniors can have a chance, if they're good enough, to be drafted and have a chance to sign um, – for a decent amount of money, more than a typical five thousand, ten thousand dollars as a typical senior sign. Yeah. So when did that all start? Kind of, to, kind of, yeah. When did that kind of start to yourself. happen, Edwin? Because when I signed, so I signed in two thousand five, and it was the wild west, right? I mean, there was yeah. no slotting anywhere. So like, 
if if somebody grabbed a high school kid that said they weren't going to sign in the thirteenth round or fifteenth round, they could be like, "Here's two point one, <laughs> like, right. you know, like come on, come on board, right?" If they yeah, knew something right. about it, right? Now, when they locked that down, like it had to have been 2010, 11, 12, Was it even later than that? Yeah, yeah, it might have been. You know, I think it was even later because I know when I at Duke, Marcus Strom was a first rounder and. Same thing. You could kind of have guys get, you know, anywhere. I, I want to say it might have been five years. It's re- it's fairly new. Uh, might have been 2015, something like that, where you got, it's slotted money. So you only mm-hmm. you, or the teams only have so much they can spend after a certain amount. So it's all consistent to be kind of fair. Because I thought that was happening. You know, you get that high school kid that he, he may tell, you know, the one scout, hey, I'm not going to sign. And then all of a sudden in the 30th round, they're offering him, you know, 500000 And that's yep. happened. And I, I've, I've seen Definitely. it, you know. And then – so they, they kind of try to eliminate that to where mm-hmm. after the 10 rounds, it's all consistent and pretty much what you can provide. It's either like, you know, it's like a hunt. It's like, you know, it's like each round goes down, but it's like $75,000, $100,000, yep. 125. That's about it. You know, so. You mentioned Duke. But, You've coached at Duke. You coach at Georgetown yes. now. Are you purposely coaching at great basketball schools? <laughs> well, and when, I, you know, well, will you be at Kentucky next? Yeah. Or will you be at Wisconsin <laughs> at some point? Like, how's this yeah. working for you right now? You know, I, you know, I I was telling my brother that the other day is, you know, I was like, man, I, I've I've been so fortunate to go to teach and to coach at two, I mean, two of the best brands or some, you know, argue one way or the other. Like in the '80s, I grew up with Georgetown, and you know, Duke is obviously Duke, and yep. so yeah, I don't know, it just happens to be like that. I think it's I've been fortunate to be around great coaches. You know, when I was at Duke, I got a chance to have a, a good relationship with, with Coach P, uh, the women's basketball coach from Maine, um, yep. who, uh, who are friends today, and. You know, just I've been very, very, you know, I haven't met Coach Ewing, you know, Coach Ewing yet, um, but I'll, he's, you know, we haven't, you know, met up. But, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate. I mean, I, I got to play at University of Maryland when they won a national championship for basketball, you know. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. They just kind of been fortunate. I love basketball. I played. I could never shoot uh, in high school at Jay High School. I couldn't shoot that well. So, had the rubber I, I court. watching it. How, how much do you yeah. learn from coaches from other sports? Because I know Bill always talked to, like, Brad Stevens and um, – uh, Claude Julian or something like that and you know Cassidy who's there now as the Bruins coach but you know there was always conversations in Francona for when he was with the Red Sox how much can you learn is it, I mean not necessarily about the game but just styles or um, how to how to how to communicate better or something like that how much can you get out of other other sports huge I mean I, I think you know you always want to be around great people and great coaches have ways of doing things and how they run their organization. And so, like I said, when I was at Duke, you know, coach P and I, we really kind of had a good relationship and I'd go watch her practice. Coach K, he would let me come watch his practices and I would just watch there and learn. I talked to, you know, Steve Ojahowski or Chris Collin, like mm-hmm. guys, they're all, you know, we're all assistant coaches at the time. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to learn, like when I got hired here, our, our head coach um, at our, our soccer coach, they had won a national championship. So he was, he was like my second phone call, you know, like, yeah. Hey, how'd you do it? Like, you know, how to go in that. So you kind of pick up different things. And I, I try to go to like other sports practices and you may not obviously have the, you know, drills, but like just the organizational, the, yep. um, you pick up nuggets here and there. And I think as coaches, we don't always talk, you know, cause everyone's kind of territorial about things. We try to, I try to learn and grow as much as I can every off season. Um, this like this summer, I'll go to watch football practices because I, I think how football is organized and the detail. Uh, when I was coaching, I really, you know, I try to simulate some of that stuff to baseball and I also watch basketball practices. So I, it's a big deal. I mean, I have I have some of my closest coaching friends are outside of baseball. Got it. Talk to us 
It makes total sense too, because it's like yeah. organizational practice and all that stuff. I mean, how like, team building the, and how they, yeah, you know, exactly how do they like drills or you know, how hard are they philosophies? On them? Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all connected. So, so college baseball today, it's been it's been a little wild, right? You know, you get a lot of things going on. So I wrote a couple of things down. Um, how, where do you stand on the celebration side of things, Edwin? Because you're a little bit more old school. Right, but at the same yeah. time, young head coach, like very young head coach. Where do you stand on the celebration side of stuff? The bat flips to the moon, you know. The uh, there's all kinds of things going on. What's your what's your take? I think it's really simple for me, and I, I think oh. the, the way I look at it is, is guys got to be professional about it. And, and I say mm-hmm. that if you're in a playoff game and your team, you, you know, you're down a run and you're like, you know, up against the wall and you hit a home run. Like, I think it's good to have emotion. I, I think it is. I think mm-hmm. I saw a kid the other day, and I, I, don't, I won't call the kid out. This is, this is where I don't think is acceptable. The kid was down in a state championship game pitching, was down five to one in like the six. Mm-hmm. He struck a kid out, and he did the Trevor Bauer sword. Like he had an imaginary sword and put yeah. in his thing. And I'm thinking to myself, yep. my man, Losing you're five about one. to lose a state championship. You're down five to one. Like, there's nothing to celebrate. Like, so, like, for me, what I tell our guys is, listen, there's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. If you get a big hit, hey, it's awesome. But, like, if you get a double or, or, or you get a single, just act like you've been there before. Mm-hmm. Like, on some level, there's got to be a balance. And so, like, I think it's like a balance that we, I, as coaches we try to talk. You know, again, in a big moment, to win a game, to win a walk-off, like, I, I, hey, emotionally, bath flip, I don't really care, right? Yep. But, like <laughs> – if it's a, like a regular flow of the game and like in the second inning and you're bat flipping and it's a two, one, like I just have a problem with that. And so I, I tell our players, they know that we got to be professional about it. Like if yeah, you're the, a pitcher and you show emotions, you know, you get out of a big jam, base loaded, nobody out. Like, yeah, like fist pump, but like just the normal flow of competitive behavior. But like, I see, like I said, the kid, I mean, he was down five to one mm-hmm. and he was doing a sword shot. I mean, like, this is just, that, that's where I have to draw a line. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So I need to balance. Okay. Act, like you've, uh, well, act like you've been there before. Yeah, Barry Sanders. Like, yeah. I've, I've scored a touchdown. Hand the ball you know, to the, the, hand the, ball the, ball the official. official. Yeah, and it's, there's a time and place for everything. Definitely respect for the, your opponent, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Would, right. if, you're, if you're recruiting that kid, does that throw you off of him? Like, no. You know, how good does he have it, to be for you to look past that? You know, I think it's. I, and I had a kid, you know, he's one of the top players and I was recruiting him and he, he, he like, he didn't do it like what I consider like a hard 90 one time. And the next time he got a base hit and kind of Cadillac. And I asked him, I said, Hey, are you hurt? You, you know, are you hurt? You know, why weren't you running hard? Well, what do you mean? I said, well, in our program, if you want to play for me. So I tell kids, I give them a chance. Right. Mm-hmm. So like this kid was really good. So the next time he didn't know I was coming to see him play. And I just had uh, – I kind of watched from, like, a different angle and to see if he'd actually – you know, if he was coachable. Yeah. And sure enough, he did, you know. But, yeah, there's definitely been times, I mean, like anything, between social media, um, what they talk about, uh, guy, I, I, I tune that stuff out <laughs> and I just move on because – or if you're doing stuff that's obnoxious, like on the field and you're drawing attention to yourself and not the team, again, I just can't recruit that. And I have a choice. So, ultimately – yeah, I, I really don't care what they do. I'll find another kid that wants to do what I ask. Yeah, you kind of cross right them way. off, cross them off the list because it's not. Yep. It's uh, yeah. it's the Herb Brooks thing. Of, I don't need the best 
individual guys he said i need the best group of guys yeah. that make a team it was yeah. some good yeah. quote yeah. it was a good quote. yeah we should know that quote actually off the top of our head yeah. but we don't um, i'm not looking for the best guys i'm looking for the right guys thank you that's the quote that there i was looking go. for there. that's it you got it dan um, dan knows what he's he's watched that movie a hundred times he's got it <laughs> yeah, yeah that was the right one so um I've got another college baseball question, and it's leaking down into travel and high school and, and way down into the early travel days, too. There's there's all the sign stuff now, right? You know, with signs, stealing signs, there's all the best ways to get advantage. What's going on with the, the football uh, play calling things? Is that a real thing? You know, Is, are you doing that? It's a real thing. I, no, we listen. And again, I go back to my old school. <laughs> well, you have smart guys. Game. You have smart guys, too. You're at Georgetown, so these guys can yeah. remember it, I guess. But, like, yeah, what's yeah, going on with this? Like, like, I think, like, I, I, I think, I don't know. I guess they're, I guess, in more in the SEC, ACCs. You know, there's so much TV games going on. Mm-hmm. So, I think what's happened, you know, the sign, people are just actually just watching the signs, and they know their system. So, I'm assuming that's what it is. I really I couldn't tell you, like, but, like, at the end of the day, if you communicate to your catcher and your pitcher, here's our plan on how to attack a hitter, like they should know how to do that. That's my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And so our catcher calls the game. Now, will he look over sometimes and our coach goes to a se- sequence of touch signs like they've been doing for years and years? Yes. But 90% of the game, our catcher calls the game. And our signs are so simple that, yep. you know, it's not hard. I, I guess I guess that just goes back to uh, it's not for me, but I, I can't knock it because I think – at the high school level, there are some, I see, you know, I think there is benefits because they, you know, they can't mess it up. And, you know, high school kids are not necessarily playing baseball as their job or they're, no. you know, they're playing it. Cause I love it, you know, and uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I think there's always cases where it's, it's benefit, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not, at, I'm not at that. High I, le- level I like, it's, it's I like hearing that out of you. I figured that was the yeah. case, but I, it's yeah. it, like, they should be calling their own games. I like would, truly, I get it. Like, Hey, this is his job. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he wants them yeah. to win, but you know, one way to do it is is have a great catcher that can call a great game. You know, instead yeah, of like it, it, dictating yeah, go over the, the whole thing. Report and, right? Yeah, coach yeah. them, coach them how you want it yeah, done. Like, right? I mean, again, it goes back to when I used to be the scout team uh, at Bates. I was in charge of the scout team, and you know, like I, I'd put the sign up, and I'd be like, and guys would still go, you know, wouldn't pull or whatever. I'm like, fellas. Just follow the they're your spot. Follow <laughs> yeah. if it's a pulling, ta- you know, like it's a card. Just, Read the card. It's a card. Yeah, and I would get wore out from my head coach all the time. I'm like I know, coach, but I'm showing him the card. Like I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> so, like you know, it's like, hey, you're gonna go here. I got to that point where I was like, you're gonna do this. You're doing that, and you know, but that's just that's why they're on the scout team, right? So it's just kind of you know nothing yeah. personal. It's just business. So, but yeah, I think it's important to coach your kid because ultimately, when they get a job, right. Their boss is going to say, "Here's your task. Go ahead and get it done." They're not going to hold your hand and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is exactly how you do it." And so, what are you preparing these kids for? Forget baseball, forget athletics, but it's life. You know that, that that's ultimately most of these kids are if you know going to go off and be good people in, in in the world of society. So they have to have a skill set to fall back on. If they just had everyone always tell them how to do things or do do them for them, I think they miss that window of teaching. In my and that's my, just my two cents on that. So. That is that, that, that's a great point. I'm going to go completely off topic yeah, and go, right go with something completely re- oh, <laughs> ridiculous and stupid. I'm ready because I, 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 I th- I've thought about this from time to time, and you all do it as a kid when you're you're playing wiffle ball and you're giving signs from third base, and yep. you know you want to steal or you want you swing away or whatever. Yep. Have you ever seen a coach that can't give a sign from like third base and just make fun of him? 
This is a random. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, because no, like, this it's, is the thing it, that there, there's an art form to it. Like they got to go fast. Yeah. They got to hit the you know the oh, yeah. uh, the key or whatever, and whatever yeah. comes after it, that's the real sign. Yeah. Like, so there's, just is I guarantee you, you there's like, some coach thing. that's not good at it. Oh yeah, no question. Do you make fun of them privately? You know, and you know. Yeah, privately? I mean, I don't know. You make. I mean, I, I've gotten to the point sometimes where when I it's like, you know, the team's not even paying attention. And I just signal over to my first my guy running around for a hit to steal. Like, they're not even holding you on. Or, like, mm-hmm. they, you know, I think it's a two-way street. But other teams not really paying attention to it. But, yeah, I think you have to, pra- you have to practice it. You know, you definitely yeah. have to practice it. I was going to say, um, I bet you're a guy that stands in front of the mirror every once in a while and goes, okay, here we go. What's my indicator? Like, you know, you yeah. have to. That's a practice. You have to do that. I, yeah. I agree. That's See? not making fun. Yeah. That's not that's a that's, good question. That's not man. a bad question. That's a very good question. No, it's like that, a guy practicing a speech. Practicing a speech, practicing giving signs. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but Dan, to your point, that there are coaches out there that I think have gone to that system uh, away from it because they may struggle with it. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't mm-hmm. knock it, but I, I think that might be a part of it too. And everyone, you know, struggles with that. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's part of the, part of the process. So, I like it. So what Thank do you, what do you, think about this we have it on our desk oh. in here we're going to do this for the intro uh today I don't, i'm actually thinking too that we're both going to video our strikeout call <laughs> because we we're talking you know like g- giving signs right i went like how many umpires practice their punch out call in front of a mirror because those guys love like, knowing that, that like, they look good wasn't it you know? was it a naked oh. gun naked gun yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those guys you want to talk about somebody practicing? I guarantee, especially those TV type umpires, they're out there practicing all the time. They want to get that strikeout well, call perfect. I, 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 I tell you like this again. I go back to the state championship game I was watching the other day, and the game was in a normal flow of the game, and umpires making routine calls, you know, strike calls. But then when the game was like a big strikeout, like umpires like get that emotion. They do like they, they do like their yep. their. Like their their special one, like yeah, they have that's, that one that's that they've been the one in, in their basement, that's and that's it. the one that they practice on. There's no doubt that they have they have to because they make it. It's so animated. It's like man, just call out. <laughs> you know, it don't be the whole production. Like, yep. but it goes the naked gun analogy is a great one. That that definitely is sometimes we, you we see know that some umpires from we know some umpires from Maine that we know and probably practice. They'll probably uh, be on here next front. week too. If they're from Maine, they're coming on. <laughs> we should bring an umpire yeah. on. We will bring an we will bring an umpire on soon. No question. I'm gonna and I'm just gonna go after him. Um, yeah. The the last thing we've got because we're gonna do it to start the show. I've got spider tack here, Edwin. I'm holding sure. it. It is sticky. I cannot believe how sticky this is. It is so sticky. So like, what's is this happening in college baseball too? Is this around? Is there? I mean, yeah. We, there's substance, right? There's rosin bags. There, there's sunscreen. Is this happening there? Right. What's going on? Uh, I, 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 you know, I would assume that it is. I think, like anything, once you know, like let's just say you're in the minor leagues and you're just finished going to college, and you go back in the off season, you talk to your other guys, and mm-hmm. hey, man, you should use this stuff. It's good. I mean, I'm sure it's getting like anything. It's passed down to. Yep. each level um but it's been going on i mean it's not like it's a surprise i think the yeah. fact that they're doing it now um and the, and the balls are slick i mean the, the rawlings ball like they're but a lot of the ones that they're it's a different feel and i, I can only imagine as a pitcher have that but like rosin and you know sun lotion or whatever so you know yep. that works so i mean but yeah I, I think it's definitely going on i don't know to what extent because it's kind of one of those things you just kind of just out of sight out of mind you know and as far as other teams what they're doing or not doing mm-hmm. but i think you know you definitely i definitely saw more um you know, the last couple of years with, with guys on their hats, 
that looked like big leaguers hats, you know, and had that kind of stuff yeah. to get that, that feel for it. So, I, I mean, that's been going on for a while. So, I mean, yeah, it's no just a different like thing. If, you know, you come off the, yeah, if you come off the batters or let's say you just grab the bat on, on some pine tars, you go back and I mean, it's just, it's stuff goes on and you just kind of have to manage that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So have go to your trip. You get some recruiting to get do. You got to build. Done. You got to build a couple, a couple solid years here in terms of like getting your recruiting class in because that's a big thing, coaching too. These guys when they go to a new school like this, they want their guys. Oh yeah, you know no. what I mean. Like no, you inherit yeah. people, but then you want to have, you want to get a good run of like having all your people there. So I'm sure you're so starting to build about that now. Three to four years at Georgetown is going to be known as a baseball school, baseball not school. a basketball school. That's that's, that's right. the goal, right, Edwin? That's the goal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. You know, it's a combination when you inherit players, they're your guys, and then they have to learn kind of the system. And then what, when you're able to recruit, you can recruit to guys at your system and kind of your philosophy, yeah. if that makes sense. So you kind of yeah. have to have a balance. And obviously, um, you know, we had 13 seniors this year that I inherited, and they were great kids, and they're all going to do great things in life. And we have some returning players. But, yeah, you definitely want to uh, have a balance. But, yeah, we're going to find some guys. We're out to head out to the West Coast. I'll be in New England later on. I, I got a whole schedule, so it's just kind of like, it's like from here on until like the next four to five weeks, it's kind of just all, I have three, co- two other coaches we're all out different places, kind of just finding the best kids in the country we can. And uh, but yeah, three to five years, two to three years, whatever it may be, but I want to win now. So that's obviously, I like it. Uh, but you know, we have to go yep. through the process, but no, I, I think it's been um, great to have, talk to you guys. I'd love to get back on, talk some more. It's great. Yeah. We'll yeah, when you're, when you're, down, in, stop when you're in New England, come by, we'll say hey to you. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be ready to rep some uh, Georgetown gear too. Cause I love that G yeah. Yeah. that G is a, that G is a good logo. Yeah. Can you wear yeah, that though? BC guy? Well, I mean, BC's in the, ACC now. Oh, so it's, it's not true. really big East. Yeah. You know, yeah. the rivalries. So, yeah. okay. All right. No, we're good. We don't right. play so we'll get some just, tell, send me, just send me your size. We'll take care there of it. Right. Coach, like there the you go, coach. There you go, coach. That's what we like. We like to bring them on. By the way, the they get the Jordan brand there, too, a little bit, don't they? Watch out. He, Nike Jordan yeah. School. That's oh, serious stuff. That's good. All right, Edwin, get to the airport. <laughs> I appreciate Thanks, it, man. Guys. Thanks, All coach. All right, bye now. See ya. Bye-bye. So we've got Cam Armstrong on. And this is our first team of the week person that we've, we're bringing on because Cam is on a great team. He's on the Monmouth Academy <laughs> Mustangs. Uh, t- what team is that again? The yeah. Monmouth Cam, Academy Mustangs. I'm not, I'm not Mustangs. laughing at you. It's just it's Monmouth and uh, this guy over here. It's yeah. never ending. All right, it's fine. Yeah, so I've got the jersey hanging up, Cam, and and I mean, I got enthralled with this over the last two weeks. These guys were a great <laughs> ball club. And and our buddy, our buddy Steve Pileski, but Ozzy, as you know him on the yes. Peloton, is yep. the assistant coach on the team. Oh, he is? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot. He's a beast on the bike. He is a beast on the bike. How so, do we, Cam, how do we like him as an assistant coach? Ooh, this is going to be good. He's a good assistant coach, yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a senior, right? You're yeah. done. So you can you can say what you want now. You don't have to yeah, be you don't have, you to, don't have to be anymore. scared to go to practice anymore. That's right. Uh, he's a great guy. Okay. He changes his voice when he's out there, I notice. His voice doesn't sound like that normally, but he like puts this deeper tone in his voice when he's coaching. And I, I kinda busted him on that, you know, at the at the game the other day. I mean, I, I haven't heard him without his deep voice, so I wouldn't know. There you go. There you go. So, hey, one thing I noticed about you, you got the eye black. You draw, you, we'll put a picture in, okay, because I did post one, Max, anyway. You bring the eye black all the way down? Oh, yeah. Is that your thing? War, war paint. There you go. War paint. I like that. You know some guys like that? Uh, yeah. Who did the war paint? Um, not a lot of war paint in the pros, I don't think. I had a guy, yeah. uh, Chris Hovan, Chris Hovan from college, cover the whole face. Did that, and then he was a first round draft pick by the Vikings. Played for Tampa yeah. as well. 
He was a big war paint guy. It worked. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Hey, what, what you got? You know, you got to well, feel good. Pitched, you got to look good to play good, right? Whatever you want to do. I, I agree. He pit. You pitch. They call it Southern and Northern Maine now, or is it still? It used to be called the Western Maines when. Yeah, we're Southern and like we're Southern. I don't know where the line is, but we played Orono. They're Northern, so yeah, it's Northern and Southern. That was a tough loss, but the game before. So you guys made it to the state championship. Game before, you threw a gem. I was there for it. We had a big alumni crowd there for it. Um, you pitched great. These guys won the Southern Maine Championship. The regional. To Southern Maine Regional to get to, get to, to the, the state, state championship. Yep. Cam was a stud on the mound through through you know, a great ball game. You had a you actually had a perfect game, I think, into the sixth. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I was I wasn't really thinking of it because I don't like to think of it because when That's I right. do I feel like uh, I mess up, but it's all right. It is yeah. what it is. Well you guys made it there. I think that that team will be back because you're the only senior, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're definitely gonna be back. So um, we're we're doing good. team of the week. So every player on the team is getting a fifty dollar uh, coupon code from Squad Locker. So we have the store built. You guys can all go on there and get it. We'll we'll touch base you on that so everybody has it. I'll handle that with Coach Steve. Okay. All right. But there's a big question out there. I was interviewed <laughs> Friday before the state championship. Okay. And it didn't run because you know the, these these guys you know unfortunately lost, but I think they were keying up interviews for it. Um, two thousand one team. You weren't even born yet, right? Well, you were even born in. I was born two thousand three. That's so close. bad. That was my rookie so year. That's so old. So literally, like when when I was there with a couple of my buddies, we're like, this actually could be one. Like our son could be out there on the field right now. Sure. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. But it felt like yesterday. Yeah. Gl- glory days. Yeah, you can remember it like yesterday too. Yeah, exactly. 2001 team versus 2021 team. Who wins? He has no clue who you are. Yes, he does. Did- he know he knows there's a there are gold balls and championships. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a couple balls up there. Right? <laughs> who do you think? I don't know. know. It'd be a tough game, but I don't know. I think our guys are pretty quick. I think there you go. Okay. I, like, I like the confidence. I think it would be a close game. Yeah, it would be close. Okay. Only, though, because we're 40 years old now almost. Oh, oh. if you guys are 40, yeah. yeah. I, no, I in our in our, in our our prime, I, I don't know. I think it would have been. Cam, I'm going to give the nod to you guys. I think you can take them. Okay. How was it? I mean, going just a quick question with the COVID and all that stuff. How, I mean – how hard was it to just concentrate or on the field, or was it more of a relief to go back to baseball? Because was last year canceled completely? Yeah, I didn't. None of us had a year last year. So was it just like getting back on the field, getting you know, getting back to normal this year? Uh, yeah. Besides, we had to wear masks and all these oh. protocols, stuff like that. We had um, quarantines, so like kids were out for a certain amount. So we had to play tough teams through quarantine. Like we we beat Lisbon one game with uh, Kyle Pleski on the mound. We had four starters out, so mm-hmm. it was a it was a good win. But it was just it's really tough. So yeah, it was weird. You know what else is crazy? The umpires behind the mound. Yeah. Oh no way! The whole yep. season. Yep. Oh, that is crazy. no umpire behind the catcher. Oh, that's crazy. I I didn't notice until like the fourth inning. I was like, where's the umpire? <laughs> I was like, are they calling balls and <laughs> strikes himself? Yeah, no kidding. I, I didn't even notice. That's it, something to so. get used to. Well, well, that's a heck of a year there, buddy, with yeah. everything that you had to go through in senior year and getting to the state final alone. That's, I mean, that that's an accomplishment in itself, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and and everybody everybody was supporting you guys, Cam, just so you know, and I'm sure we'll continue to do the same next year, and then we'll follow you along too, okay? So we'll, we'll get right. in touch with Coach Steve, and we'll make sure that you guys are uh, 
Team of the week. Oh, so what, Monmouth what, what Academy. What are plans for him? He's a senior. What, what, yeah, what do yeah, you want to play? Real quick. Uh, my plan was to go to Thomas, but I don't I don't really know where I want to go. I, I'd like to see if I had other options or something like that. I don't Cuz you were going to play soccer, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't know if that's the But now all of a sudden really. cuz you didn't have your baseball junior year, which is your number 1 year. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have this great year. I mean, I could probably put a couple calls in here. I know, I know, Southern Maine Huskies might might want to entertain that. Yeah, I, I'd like that'd be sweet. I just like, I don't know. I wanted to play soccer because I had my junior in soccer. I played four years. Mm-hmm. wasn't like feeling like. I mean, I still wanted to play baseball, but I didn't think it was like my sport. But I feel like it is definitely my sport, and I feel like I can get so much better in this sport than. I think so too. Out. Hey, that's a good attitude. I think buddy. so too. Absolutely. So. Anyway, Monmouth Academy Mustangs. Team of the, Team week. Of the week. Thanks for coming on, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Have Thank a good have a good rest of the day. You too. Thank See you. See you, pal. Alstar Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.